Hello and welcome to Borked, the podcast by Geeks for Geeks. I am your host, David Eagle. I have with me my co-hosts, Jay, back from Alaska. Arr. Where apparently he was involved Pirates in some Rome. piracy. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and Rev, uh, who joined us last week, of course, and is back with us again. Hello, Rev. Hello. We've got a great show for you, but uh, before we jump into the geekly news, I want to talk about where we have been and what we've been up to this past week. And I think Jay should kick it off, since he's probably the only one that's done anything interesting this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a good week. I uh, I was in Alaska and Canada, you know, because they're next to each other, um, on a cruise. It was fun. And uh, cruises are good if you like to eat a lot of food. And if you like to buy really expensive alcohol, so really expensive, right? Like ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So it was fun. I saw a lot of cool stuff. I got to go zip lining. I went forty miles an hour in the air from a line. That was nice. Kind of over nine hundred. <laughs> it was rad. I liked it. And I saw. Yeah, as he told you on last week's podcast, I didn't catch any salmon, but that's because an orca like popped his head up like five feet from my boat. I was like, "What's up?" I was like, get away, you scared away my salmon. And you can't argue with nature. <laughs> Watch me. And um, after that, uh, I know I went to Canada after that. I went to Victoria. It was kind of cool. I found a cigar shop, and I smoked a Cuban cigar for the first time in my life, which everyone should do, I think, just for the record. So that was fun. That was my week in review. Oh, and then before the 4th of July, I hung out with my family, and then 4th of July, we lit off fireworks like crazy. It was just a, a lightning storm of explosions. So I had a good time. That was my week in review. All right. Any, any, um, anything for you, Rev? Pretty, pretty relaxed week, I believe. We uh, did Alduar. We did Alduar. We w- Without Jay, as a matter of fact. <laughs> that was my wounded sound. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're actually going to jump back in there on Monday night. So that'll be tomorrow night. We're going to jump back in there and try to do the last couple of bosses that we can get to. But that was a lot of fun. I mean, that's the first time we've been in there with our, our new core 10-man group, and they did pretty decently. Yeah. It was rad. Good times. Killing bosses. It was rad. You weren't there. I was well, there he was this there week. This, this most yeah, recent time. Sucker. Not the previous mm-hmm. madness. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's see. What did I do this week? Uh, spent a lot of money on my car because it sounded like it was going to explode. I'm a geek, so I should probably be able to figure all that stuff out, but I don't know. I think no, geeks, there's a difference. Geeks and mechanics are related, but they're like cousins, you know? Who don't talk. Who don't. Who never call each other. <laughs> and their moms are always talking, and they're like, you know who would really like each other is our boys. Because they're sisters. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway... Um, Got my, my car doesn't sound like it's going to explode now, which is good news. But didn't really do a lot of geeky stuff, except for, uh, you know, Old Duar. And went to Ikea, which I think is, is the geekiest furniture store. Because, you know, geeks, it's, it's basically Legos for adults who are too embarrassed to play with Legos. I'm going to go with you on that one. I'm not going to fight that at all. Yeah, so that was fun. A lot of fun there. Uh, that's about it. My daughter is, um, she's awesome. Is she a geek yet? She's getting there. She's on the way to geekdom. You're working on it. I'm working on it. So let's jump right into the geekly news and see what we see what we have on the docket for the day. Um, I don't know who added this first item to the uh, to the list. I think it might have been me. Was it me? Yes, it was. It was me. 
Firefox 3.5 came out, and Firefox 3.5 is the newest full version release of the popular Mozilla browser made by the same company who did Netscape, right? Um, kind of. Like it's, the child it's of... very long and complicated, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, somebody tell us the whole story. Do you have slides? Is there a presentation? Uh, no. Definitely not. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, we'll skip that for now, then. Everybody ha- probably has heard of Firefox or uses Firefox. If they don't use Chrome, as I do, and I know Jay does. I do. Um, I was just lamenting the fact that some websites don't render correctly with Chrome, so... Firefox like Pottery is, Barn. Like PotteryBarn.com. Which one it was. You, were you going to try and keep that a secret? Because <laughs> he's like, oh, Pottery Barn doesn't render. <laughs> I was oh, very no. disappointed. If you want to look at their furniture, I do not recommend going there in Chrome. But Firefox or Internet Explorer 8, which is serviceable, both render it just fine. So I Firefox 3.5 came out. Ikea was the geek store. The geek Ikea is the store. geek store. Okay, so. pottery, pottery Barn is the yuppie store. All right. Well, but so often geeks, you're between worlds, geeks are yeah, one foot in each world. Well, <laughs> you know what it is? It's when they graduate from Ivy League schools and they no longer get harassed by jocks, and they go out and buy a nice house because they've got great jobs right out of school, and then get married and uh, to a beautiful woman because they can actually carry on an intelligent conversation. Mm-hmm. They they kind of you know travel between worlds. I think. Sure. I'll right. go with you. I'm not going to argue. Enough. Go ahead. Good. <laughs> so Firefox 3.5 came out. <laughs> Back to that. Um, and we have some We have some cool – I've been using it for the last week in order to be qualified to talk about it. It has some really nice end-user improvements. Uh, UI looks exactly the same, and I know a lot of browsers, especially Internet Explorer, whenever they come out with a new full version, which is what we're talking about, Internet Explorer 8 – and Internet Explorer 7 or two separate versions, and there are little improvements in between, but Mozilla is really treating this like a full version. And whenever IE comes out with a new full version, it's a totally different look, but Firefox looks exactly the same, which I'm fine with. And what I want to talk about is some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So why don't we, Rev, do you want to address like the HTML5 and the JavaScript and stuff like that? Well, there's a lot of like technical stuff that I'm sure most people aren't really that interested in. Um... But uh, I think that one of the things, or a couple of the things that people would actually be interested in to actually upgrade um, from 3.0 or 3.1, whatever, to 3.5, is uh, A, speed. It's way speedier. Um, Speedier? (laughs) (laughs) Speedsies. And one of the other cool things is it's location-aware. And this is based off of your um, local IP address, which is uh, kind of, uh, there's like this geo database of IP addresses, and sometimes it's really accurate, and other times it's generally not. Like, uh, for example, um, getting a European geo address is a lot harder than uh, getting an American one, because just the way that Americans name their, I don't know, it's it's a long explanation that I'm not going to go into, but... <clears throat> Let's boil it down. The browser now has location awareness, which is cool because uh, you could go to Flickr and go to the map and it can find you um, to up to like, I don't know, it's like 10 miles or something like that. So that's kind of cool. And it does that based on IP. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, other than that, uh, there's just 
I don't know. There's just a bunch of little things that are kind of cool. Um, overall, it's faster. I know that's it is fast. Thing. It's very fast. It's got some other improvements, um, like integration with audio and video. All that means is it'll be easier for people who make websites to put audio and video into the site. But uh, the big caveat is right now it's only supported really by Firefox 3, 5. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of a cool, but only sort of cool. It'll have to be more widely adopted before it becomes really useful. Yeah, and there's there's a whole like issue because you know if you're, if you're not aware, all audio and video that you or most audio and video that you put onto the web is uh, basically encoded so that it can be smaller. Um, and the problem is is that all of those codecs have uh, licensing on them. And the people who make the web browsers need to uh, pay the license fee to include that um, codec in their browser. And none of the like none of the browser makers, whether it be Apple for Safari, Google for Chrome, Mozilla for Firefox, Firefox, uh, Microsoft for IE, they can't agree on what codecs to include and use. And so like Safari is going to support everything that QuickTime supports. Firefox supports Aug, Vorbis, and Theora, which I'm sure you've never heard of. No. And, <laughs> and, I've heard uh, of Aug, but what's the other one? Theora? Uh, well, Aug is like a container, and Vorbis and Theora are, are the like compression. Theora's for video and Vorbis is for audio, I believe. Right. Yeah. So I, it doesn't matter. Um, I uh, Microsoft hasn't said they're supporting anything. There's they actually haven't even said they're going to support like the video tag. They might support the audio tag, and then uh, Google supports H.264, which Apple does as well. Um, but it's complicated. Basically, I don't know. It's like. It's kind of like um, when you're 12 years old and you learn about the uh, the throttle control on cars, how it can like keep you at a certain speed, but then you realize that it doesn't actually steer the car. <laughs> okay. All right, no, that made sense to me. Come on, dude. I'm like an entry-level technical geek. Like I'm a geek <laughs> in lots of ways, but what you're saying right now is mostly gibberish. So thank you for boiling that down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no problem. So uh, we might see like more audio and video being integrated better, like in better ways, it's faster, but really, other than that, um, the browser is much faster and it has location awareness. It's it's moving in the right direction. Basically. Right. That's yeah, why it's browser. not a 4.0. Can I yeah. test in your Cheerios really quick? Go right ahead. What's the point of location awareness for a browser? Well, like now you can go to maps.google.com and like on your iPhone, you can tell it to find where you are. Well, now on your PC, you can tell it to find where you are. So it's good for people who don't have iPhones. <laughs> yeah. Yes, technology invented for people who but don't have iPhones. There, well, are dozens of, there are dozens of people who don't have iPhones. By no, way. absolutely. At least like three dozen. And, uh... Well, like <laughs> go to bestbuy.com and you go to like find a store and instead of having to put in your zip code, you, it just tells you. Okay, I can see that being useful for about a quarter second. Yeah, that's why it's not that exciting. You know, it's kind oh, of. Oh, okay. I was just making sure I wasn't missing anything. You know what I mean? No. 
Right. No, you're not. No, that's good. Um, so there's that, which is cool. The speed, I just, I have to say that the speed is very impressive. It is, I'm, is it? I, I feel like it's faster than Chrome, to be honest. Okay. Well, startup isn't faster, but actual no. page rendering is pretty dang fast. Yeah, page rendering, I, and it really, Chrome for me was the first eye-opening experience from a page rendering speed standpoint, because you get used to what what Firefox used to be and Internet Explorer 7 at the time, and you don't think that there's a possibility that the browser software that you're using can actually make your web pages load faster. I mean, we're all on DSL or cable modems, right? We, right. We're going as fast as we can. So Chrome was pretty eye-opening, and seeing this, I think it's a little bit faster. Either way, if you prefer Firefox, but you've been using Chrome because Chrome is so fast, hey, it's time to switch back. I have noticed that some of the old bugs have been cleared up. It doesn't crash as much when it does crash. It doesn't keep resetting, telling you that your profile, you know, that you're opening a crashed one even though you're not kind of thing. Um, So that's nice. My only reason I left Firefox behind was because, thank you, sweetie. My beautiful wife just brought me dinner. It's wonderful. Uh, my, My only reason I left Firefox behind is because I figured, shoot, let's just try Chrome again. As soon as I switched over to Chrome, my AVG antivirus stopped picking up tracking cookies. Nice. Like 100% where it was narrowing down like 15 to 20 per day that it was running. Right. Like I have not had a single thing that AVG has been able to detect since I, since I switched to Chrome. So Maybe it just doesn't know where Chrome's cookie folder is. <laughs> you know what that might be. I'm not, not going to argue that at all. But all I'm going to say is like from the, like I said, the entry level tech geek that I am, my perspective is, is that uh, – I'm not having to fix, you know, intrusions into my system several times a day because of Chrome. So I'm reticent to switch back to Firefox. That's not to say I won't give it a try, but I'm reticent. Like, I don't see a reason to switch over to Firefox 3.5 yet for me personally because Chrome is fast enough for me. Like, like when you mentioned the speed issue, I had to, like, dial back in my memory to the time where with a current, like, good, solid cable internet connection, I had to wait for a page to load. Like, I don't even think about that anymore. No, so, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, the, yeah that, the, that's the a good level point. difference going to be small for most users, I would say. Right. I would, I would agree with that. Well, um, I think that um, Dave and I, clicking through web pages literally all day, it's uh, much more noticeable than yeah. for you, like, when... Because you're not clicking web pages at work, you know? Constant. That's true. But um, as for me, uh, if uh, Chrome finally lets them do add-ons and I get my delicious add-on, I am all for completely switching to Chrome. But without my delicious add-on, seriously, it is like the killer app for for Firefox. Mm, Maybe we'll have to talk about delicious later because I don't know. Maybe that'll be another... Another podcast for another day. Delicious. That, yeah, that's probably its own topic because it is a cool. And now there's Dwellicious. And we should talk about that as well. But before we jump into that, and we'll, we'll, do, we'll address that in another podcast, I want to move on here. Um, if you have the opportunity or the inclination to check out Firefox 3.5, I think we, we both give it a thumbs up. It's a solid browser. It's Mozilla. You know, it is what it is. Um, it's Mozilla. So it's going to be a good... It's going to be a good thing to try. If you want to give it a shot, give it a shot. The next thing we have on the docket is TweetCraft. And we're kind of showing our World of Warcraft uh, leanings here. TweetCraft is a 
It's an add-on for World of Warcraft. It runs inside of the game, and it allows you to use the website Twitter, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. www.twitter.com. If you're not, check it out. It's a great microblogging site. And uh, Tweetcraft allows you to use Twitter inside World of Warcraft. And this is the first time that we've seen this kind of interaction with World of Warcraft. And what I mean is that there are a lot of add-ons for World of Warcraft that pull information from the web. The first one that comes to my mind is the questing add-on called Lightheaded. Mm -hmm. Lightheaded pulls information from wowhead.com, but it does that per version. So you download the newest version of Lightheaded, and it has all of the comments from wowhead.com that were made at the time that the last version of Lightheaded was exported by the add-on developer, right? So you're just getting a snapshot of the website at that point in time. What Tweetcraft does is it goes and it pulls that data live. So it pulls the servers, it pulls the data, and you see it live in the game as it's as it's updated on Twitter.com. It's updated in your Tweetcraft add-on. And this is cool. It's the first add-on that's ever done anything like this, as far as I know. And I think it's really neat, and I think we need to talk about it. Um, Rev thinks it's for stupid people, right? Well, first of all, I, I find it highly... I As a developer, like... I can't believe that no other app hasn't already done like some kind of internet interaction on Seriously. the fly. Like it's a no-brainer for me. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just because I have never tried to build a uh, an uh, WoW add-on before, and maybe I should look into it just to see if there's any major hurdles. But for no other app to build some kind of API interaction with a a web service is kind of I don't know. It's unbelievable, <laughs> to be honest. Well, there are ones that are out there. This one is just the one that's been the most, the most clean. You know, okay. like the same way when Twitter came out, it was like, you mean that's all? Like, it's that easy just to throw your crap out there online? Like, and everybody's like, oh yeah, Twitter. You know, everybody embraced it because it was clean and simple and perfect and very 2.0, right? Very web. I didn't. I didn't embrace it. Well, you didn't. But then neither did I. I had to be punched in the face like twice, and then I did. I thought it was horrible. Yeah. Um, but this is the first one that's kind of been like, it has, you know, the look to it is very wow look. Like, it doesn't seem like it's the kind of thing that would sit in the back of your tray and steal your information. It looks very legit. So that's the reason why it's kind of cut on. Yeah, well, the way it actually works, because you can't, within the game, the way that wow add-ons are loaded, you can't do an API call straight out from a wow add-on to an internet service. That just, it just doesn't work. So the way that the uh, Tweetcraft add-on works, it actually launches a, a program, an application that sits on your computer, and it, it runs in your uh, your system tray down in the bottom corner. I don't think it's working for Mac yet. It's uh, using Microsoft. And there's a really cool article on uh, an MSDN blog about how the add-on works. But it sits in the system tray, and that little application will pull Twitter from time to time, every 45 seconds, I believe. And when it pulls Twitter, it'll pull the information. If there's an update, it drops that information into a small database in your WoW add-ons folder. And then the add-ons scans that database while it's running and pulls any new updates and flashes. So it's kind of they've kind of done a roundabout way of accessing the web where they have one part of the program that pulls goes out and pulls the information from Twitter. And then they have another part of the program that runs inside of World of Warcraft and does, you know, kind of what World of Warcraft will allow it to do, which is pull information from that add-ons folder. I think it's pretty, I won't say ingenious, but I think it is clever. Um, and I know it's not necessary. It's not something you really need. I mean, 
most of the systems that are running WoW today, people are perfectly capable of tapping out if they want to check Twitter or whatever. But I think it's pretty nice to, to have that option. And I was thinking if Twitter would just integrate my work or if um, World of Warcraft would just integrate my work email and my ability to, you know, give people tasks and stuff, I would never have <laughs> to go into the office. And <laughs> exactly. I could, would never have to go into the office and I could just uh, run heroics for reputation and do my job. Wow. You want to hear my criticism now? Yeah. All right. Fire away. Fire, firing both barrels, so they say. Uh, basically, like, I, I like Twitter, first of all. Don't get me wrong. And I even stray into the, I'm getting in my car. Now I'm driving to the mall. I'm at the mall now. I'm walking by Pottery Barn. You know, I stray into that every once in a while. You gotta resist uh, it. You must resist yeah. it. But um, for the most part, I try to you know tweet uh, actual important like stuff that my friends might actually have some kind of benefit from. But uh, my thing with the Twitter and World of Warcraft is kind of like my problem with Peggle in World of Warcraft. Like I'm not. I'm saying that there is entertainment value there for you with Peggle or for the Twitter or whatever. But my thing is, is I open World of Warcraft and I log into World of Warcraft to play World of Warcraft, and I get that like Peggle, you do it when like you're you're you don't have anything to do in World of Warcraft. Why? But like the Twitter, I think just goes just too far. You know, it's like it's taking something that has nothing to do with World of Warcraft and like. And putting this round block into a square um, hole, and and like the extra integration that it has, that it like tweets when you get achievements or when you log into WoW or stuff like that. I, it's just, it's like well, the that, epitome of what I don't obnoxious. like about. Yeah, that's just annoying. But to actually tweet inside of WoW is, I don't know. It's like, why would you tweet inside of WoW? Obviously, you're not doing anything interesting. You would you wouldn't be sharing a link or sharing this or that. You would just be like, "Oh, I'm playing World of Warcraft." Like, what interesting could you have to say? Well, I can respond to that, and let me let me respond to that. I, I'm never gonna and let you. If you don't cover it, I'll hit it. You're never gonna let me. What? No. You're uh, gonna I'm give just... you up. I'm never gonna <laughs> let you down. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Go ahead. Whatever. Go ahead. What I'll say <laughs> is that um, you are retarded. First of all. And this is why. <laughs> you start sentences like that a lot, Dave. So I just I know. That. You just just say, "Well, only Nazis don't like." <laughs> I know. <laughs> is that whose rule is that? Godfrey's. XKCD. Godfrey's law. So, um, World of Warcraft is becoming less and less a game that people play, and more and more a place that people hang out, where there is. A, a certain degree of game mechanic that gives them an outlet for social interaction, or that gives them uh, not an outlet, that's the wrong word, but that, that gives them you know what I mean, that the, the vehicle for social interaction is the game mechanic, right? But as you yeah. as you join a guild and you like people and you want to hang out with them and chit-chat with them and whatever, we used to do that in MIRC, and then we did that in our chat clients, and we still do it in chat clients. I use Gtalk all the time. But I think we're starting to see World of Warcraft getting to a place where people do that 
in World of Warcraft. They have that type of interaction in World of Warcraft. And it's just like the third place that we were talking about where World of Warcraft is becoming this hangout. It's not surprising at all to me that we're starting to see more things integrate with World of Warcraft because, hey, I want a Twitter while I'm hanging out and chit-chatting with my friends. And maybe I'm logged in and I'm not even doing anything. Or maybe I'm doing dailies because why not? But the main reason for me to be there is not to play some aspect of this video game. The main reason for me to be there is to hang out with the people that I like to hang out with, who I'm in a guild with or who I'm in a channel with or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So in that sense... If that is the way you're looking at it, instead of looking at it as entertainment, but looking at it as a social experience, it totally makes sense to integrate Twitter, and it totally makes sense to integrate email and anything else that you can integrate, because it's really just a big chat room that you can play video games in. What I'm saying is that World of Warcraft is what Second Life wants to be. Okay. I'll buy that. I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't, like, I... I agree with you that it is becoming the third place, but I I am really crazy about having things be perfect, and <laughs> that's that's why I'm really a stickler about what Twitter clients I'll use. Because if it's crappy, I won't use it. And I know that um, these the unless it's like some official like company making the Twitter client, it's never ever, ever, ever going to give me everything that I want, you know? And like, I'm even, this is, this is how, like, anal I get about this stuff. I, I use TweetDeck on, on, uh, on my PC and on my Mac, and when you click on a, a TwitPic in there, when you click on the TwitPic, it brings up the, like, little picture. And uh, when I use the TweetDeck on my phone, it brings up the TwitPic website, which takes, like, 30 times as long to load. It's just super annoying. But I just, it, I don't, it just, even still, it just seems pointless. Why would I, why would I use, I, uh, you don't understand no, what I is welling up. <laughs> no, I get your point. It's the same reason why you finally got over to Mac, even though you're like a total hardcore geek. Cause, and you still have your PC. I'm not taking it away from you, but like because there are just certain aspects of what Apple does where they take aspects that are complicated. It's not even that they're complicated. It's just that the process you're trying to get from A to B may be, in human terms, 15 steps. In computer terms, 15 billion steps. But Apple finds a way to do it in one. And you yeah, love but, that um, pieces, right? Let me let me let me put it this way. I I have Dave, what you were getting at was was uh, was this. I'm going to counter what you're getting at in in uh, in the form of a simile. I guess I don't know okay. if that's the right word. Go I ahead. already have an operating system. This is a metaphor, but go ahead. Metaphor, yes. <laughs> I already have an operating system. I already have a browser. I already have a Twitter client. I am already integrating with those things just fine. Why would I deal with all of the generations of browsers and Twitter clients that have been built up in my operating system of Windows or Mac to deal with the crap of uh, a browser or a Twitter inside of the operating system of World of Warcraft? Well, no, that's, right. that's my thing. That when I turn on my computer, I should log into WoW. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I I buy that. 
that's just I I I just shrug my shoulders. I'm like, whatever. Okay, fair I enough. I don't need my TV in my car, so hey, that would be awesome. Although <laughs> it would probably cover my entire windshield. Well, let's move on to the next item. Uh, Rev, do you want to talk about this one? Uh, yeah. So, uh, so there's just a few things. Um, uh, I'll I'll do Pirate Bay first. Um, I don't know if uh, either of you have read this, but I guess Pirate Bay. Well, first, first of all, uh, Pirate Bay had their trial and they lost, and then they uh, tried to appeal it for various reasons, and they did not get the appeal, and so they owe like what one or two million dollars or something like that, and like three years of jail time, or I don't know. It, there was like four or five guys involved, and they all got various increments of of uh, the two million and the so many years in jail, prison, whatever. Um, well, they uh, this last week they announced that they're selling uh, the PirateBay.com or .org to a software company, and I guess they're going to go uh, legal. So, interesting Sell fact. Out. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was a, a string of internet cafes. I. Uh, all the the news articles that I read, it was just said software company and it listed the name. All right. Clouds. Fair enough. Clouds. Well, I mean, it, I don't care. I think I all mean, all three of us have started actually purchasing all of our media. So, I mean, I haven't used yeah. Pirate Bay like in ever for. Yeah, if you think about that, that uh, I forget what her last name was. Her first name, I believe, was Jamie, but the homeschooling mom who was downloading songs off of torrents or whatever and is now just on lawyer's fees in the whole like hundreds of thousands of dollars that's yeah but that's because of the like shady tactics that the RIA uses yeah no they're full of crap no one's like no totally that, agreed but, but who wants to be involved in that nonsense you know but that's not why I don't steal crap online like you know what I mean like the reason I don't steal crap online is because certain companies finally got the picture which is I don't mind paying money for stuff as long as it's easier than not paying money for yeah, stuff. Yeah, agreed. Like <laughs> the Decemberist album being available on iTunes a week early. Awesome. Yeah. Nope. I, I waited because I hate iTunes, but I couldn't <laughs> not buy that, as a matter of fact. No, I did. I waited. It was great. Still love it. It, <laughs> it was, was good great. more than you guys, but whatever. I remember we were talking like me and uh Michael Weigand were talking about how amazing it was and you were like, I don't, I don't know, yeah, Michael Weigand of is that Geek. Well, is you that a band? I don't even know. You realize that um, iTunes doesn't have DRM anymore. Yeah, I do know that. That's fine. Okay. They still don't let you re-download shit after you've already purchased it if you have a hard drive crash. Unless you email them. Mm, yeah, unless you're a pain in their ass like you were, right? <laughs> okay, so like what you're saying is it has to become more annoying and complicated than buying it at a store. So what did I do? I bought it at a store. So iTunes has single-handedly reversed the digital distribution. Yes. I think like, that's your. That's, okay. We're gonna make you a shirt that says that. Yeah. No, I, I, it's my saying. So iTunes has destroyed the internet single-handedly. 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 Sorry. Honestly, I, I think it's the recording industry more than iTunes because you could re-download apps. So therefore, obviously, it's not Apple's uh, notion to stop you re-downloading. I'm sure it's the copyright holders. Mm. It, as Christian Bale would say, "Oh, good for you." <laughs> Well, going back to the Pirate Bay thing, I yeah, just just like you were saying, Rev, I didn't use Pirate Bay at the time. I don't use Pirate Bay. I don't. I never used torrents nope. ever. Yeah, anyway, 
I mean, my my file sharing days were when I was a teenager back in the you know Kazaa back 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 then yeah. Napster. Yeah. yeah. Back I when Napster anything, actually had stuff. I think we all all like our mini group was aware that um, when you jumped onto that kind of thing, uh, you were being logged by someone in between. Yeah. And so obviously we're like, well, okay, how can I hide that? And so we would do if we did download something, we were hiding our identities. Yeah. So so this is not a news story that touches me at all. And also, I'm not surprised that somebody bought the name and the domain. Well, I think that because um, I kind of feel bad for the dudes that ran it. Uh, so this kind of they got paid to to pay their dues. Yeah, I don't feel bad for them. <laughs> I think they should have gone to jail and stuck with their moors if they actually cared about what they're saying. Because that was the whole thing. is like, we're actually going to stick by our guns. And they're like, oh, wait, never mind. I don't want well, to. You know, do, you, do you realize that they did not actually transmit any copyrighted materials a single bit? That's fine. Yeah, they got screwed. There's no doubt about it. But like the fact that they're like, oh, whatever, I'll just sell out. Yeah. I'm not oh, saying I, I wouldn't do the same thing. I'm just saying that, like... You wouldn't have made a big stink about not doing it before doing it. You would have been like, hey, if anyone wants to buy me out of this hole, that'd be awesome. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, from just from a strictly legal standpoint, like, whether or not they actually transferred... They themselves transferred any bits, uh, I feel that's irrelevant. They acted as a matchmaking service for theft, so maybe they don't go to prison for the actual transfer. But... You know, collusion. I don't know. What's the legal term? They did something. I don't know. I don't, I don't read the law. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a book. There's this, there's this one book in the corner. It's called it's the like, law. It's like taking like the bar pounds. owner to jail because they allow the uh, the drug dealers to hang out there or whatever. Or it's like uh, no, taking it's a bartender to jail for serving alcohol to people who are drunk, right? And then they already which, do that. Which they do. Yeah, exactly. All right, anyways, come on. Okay. Uh, pretty much that's it for Pirate Bay. The Pirate uh, Bay doesn't go legal. They on. disappear the same way uh, the same way Napster did. They become a non, a non-thing. Yeah. So um, I know we've talked about Monkey Island, like in every one of our podcasts, but uh, I just wanted to let our listeners be aware that um, not only is a new Monkey Island coming out uh, this week, made by the people who made uh, Sam and Max game, the new Sam and Max games, the uh, uh, Wallace and Gromit games, um, but also there's a remake of the original coming out on Xbox Live and PC um, sometime this summer. So a lot of Monkey Island, old old school LucasArts. Uh, Happiness coming our way, which is a long time coming, I think. And absolutely stinking awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. It's because mm-hmm. it, it looks actually, like, good. It's like taking one of those movies from when we were kids and making, like, a really, really actually good remake of it. Like like Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit cartoon? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing. I agree. Well, I'm I'm super excited about that. I love Monkey Island, as I'm sure we all do. One of the classics and a lot of memories there, so that should be really cool. Hopefully they won't do a Transformers 2 on it. (laughs) Or a Transformers 1. Let's just hope for that. Yeah, by the way, Jay, you saw Transformers 2, didn't you? No, not yet. Not probably wanting to a lot, but... You're going to see that, right? (sighs) I got out of the social obligation because they went on vacation, we went on vacation, but I don't know. 
Unfortunately, there's no dollar theater near me, so I can't just like go see it for a dollar. I'm going to have to actually pay full price. So I might do it at the bar slash theater that's by my place. Hey. Which is kind of awesome, because I think that if I just have enough beer, I'll probably just enjoy it. It'll be fine. It might be fine. I don't know. I'm probably still not. I'll probably still JLPFP a lot, but that's fine. That's fine. Well, whatever. All right. I think that closes out the Geekly News for this week. Sure. Yep. Why not? Good. Cool. Let's move on to our next segment, Recommended Reading, where we bring you... uh, We're just going to bring you one book this week. We felt like three books or two books was maybe a little much. Because you guys aren't reading a book a week. so I read a couple, actually. Liar. It's just true. Ask my wife. Okay. (laughs) So... (laughs) Reading books to your little daughter doesn't count. Oh, come on, guys. Berenstein Bears. So anyway, the recommended reading for this week, and we all agreed on this one, and uh, Jay pointed out that if you haven't read it, you're not actually geeks, so yep, it is Neuromancer by William Gibson, and I promise to try to get into some more obscure, less less well-known books in the next couple of weeks, but we really gotta, we really gotta cover our bases. With Lay the, the foundation. That, yeah, th- these are the ones, oh, this week and probably next week, are the ones that you, you just have to read, and if you haven't read them, there's something that could be wrong with you and you might want to get that looked into. So pick up Neuromancer. We'll have the link in the show notes on where you can buy that. It is, uh, I read it during my formative years and it was awesome and it is still awesome. I've gone back and reread it several times. So check it out. It's a great book. William Gibson, you can download it on the Kindle for only five ninety nine. <laughs> Kindle. Kindle. Which is the which is the way to read books. No. It is. It's also called the Kindle lull. It, it's the way that books occur anymore. Kindle lull. So Rev, what do you have against Kindles? Because every time I bring them up, you, you make a joke about my Kindle love. I just <sighs> Kindle. Why spend four hundred dollars when you could just spend like seven dollars on the book? True story. I used to think that. I don't. I I just. I have my iPhone that anymore, and I have Kindle on my iPhone. So why buy another device? You do not. What? What are you talking about? You have Kindle on your iPhone. Your screen is eight inches. That's why. Is it even eight inches? No, I'm not going to walk around with like two inches. It's like two point four inches. That's what she said. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I went to a sushi bar the other day, and there's a dude sitting there with his Kindle, and he was like. I just laughed at him. Like, did you? Inside. Yeah, dude, I can one up you. I saw a guy at a Mariners game with his Kindle. I'm like, who goes to a baseball game with their Kindle? Obviously, don't like baseball. <laughs> like yeah. me, I would totally take a Kindle to a baseball game because I think baseball is the most boring sport in existence. Well, not when you're there. Well, at least he didn't get beat up. If he like had a book, he might get beat up. But the Kindle, they're like, oh, what is He's in that? LA, all right, just calm down. It's not like Anaheim. <laughs> Anaheim Angels. <laughs> A, what's that thing he's got? A. Apparently, it's the LA Angels. I don't know. LA Angels, sorry. The LA Angels of Anaheim. Okay, well, that's that's extremely local, and right. I'm sure nobody knows what we're talking about. Um, I think the Kindle is, is a really cool idea, and here's where I agreed with you. What I used to say was, why would I buy a Kindle for $390 and then buy books for $10 each when I could just buy books? But or I kind of had a change of heart. For one thing... Between the digital and the analog book. I'm sorry, what's that? It's actually, you can buy more books than that, because what you're really comparing is the cost of the Kindle plus a book would be $10 more, so you really need to compare it's the price difference between the book you would buy for the Kindle and the book you could buy that's an actual paper. Right, and that and that's the so thing literally that... literally you're talking probably 3,000 books. 
No, that's not correct. Because but sometimes the Kindle version costs more than the paperback. Also not true. Also the Kindle, be true. The Kindle version of any trade paperback book is just about five ninety nine. Most trade paperback books right now are seven ninety five. So anyways, continue. So if you <laughs> I'm still not hearing a good point. <laughs> If you buy a bunch of books, you will eventually save money with the Kindle. And it's much cooler <laughs> than a book. By the time you save no, money, wait, there's Kindle, more, right, like, Dave? There, it'll be like Kindle 10. There'll be like the 10th <laughs> yeah. version of Kindle out. And it'll be like this BA thing. You're like, oh, I need that. So yeah, you'll never have caught up. <laughs> I disagree. But it will. It would take the average, the average reader, it would take them a while. I think the people that this is really appealing to are business travelers or on planes all the time, who like to read while they're on planes. Eric, you disagree, yet you don't own a Okay, Kindle. but I want to be able to bring my book into the bathroom and not worry about dropping it in the toilet. So, what? why is a normal book a solution to that? Like, because if you if drop, I drop it in the toilet, toilet, I'll I'll it. the toilet, I don't have to worry about it. In your lifetime, in your whole life, from the time you were born <laughs> to today, how many books have you dropped in the toilet? Dave, do you pay, like, Two three hundred dollars a month for insurance for your car. Do you expect to drive out and hit someone? Come on, <laughs> it's like anti-insurance. Incidentally, oh it's probably covered underneath your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance. So that's a true story. All right, well let's move on. Uh, I still think the Kindle. I'll is never advice. move on, Dave. I will never move on. But maybe I won't ask for one for you my, will, when it's, my When it reaches the solution that is easy and cheap enough, you'll move on just like everyone else. No, I'll buy a netbook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to buy a Kindle and like put it in my back pocket. And like all I can do is read what Amazon says I can do. I'll buy a well, netbook. No, no, there's going to be some i there's going to be some iPod crossover that's going to be perfect, and you'll be like, well, oh, there's cool, my, there's there's an iPhone Kindle. If but I ever tiny. buy if I ever buy Kindle books, I'll just read it on my iPhone. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. You, won't, you will not read a novel on your iPhone. I started already reading one. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's just not true. I could show you the receipt that online. All right, receipt. girls, 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 girls. Come on, <laughs> let's move on. All right, fine. I think you're full of nonsense and lies. <laughs> okay, moving on to uh, that was the recommended reading section of the show, and we're going to move on to Jay's weekly review. So, oh, Jay, crap, you've got. Not even ready. Hold on. All right, get you psyched up. I just hear like cutlery slamming cutlery? into plates. Oh, I had more rice. It was really good. So, all right, on. Good. You warmed up here. It's going to be a little bit less, uh, a little bit less organized than last time, but I just think I can maybe talk about it. Maybe you guys will care. Maybe you won't. So, you guys are ready well, for, for this? For heaven's sakes, don't suck. So, here's Jay with Jay's review of the week. Hey everyone, it's Jay's Review of the Week, and you guys are awesome. I'm glad you're listening. I just wanted to share with you this great new media that I discovered this last week, and I wanted to share it with you and tell you what I thought about it. Is it a game? No. Is it a book? No, because we do books of the week now, whatever, so maybe I'll review something then, but it is an album, and it is a great album at that. It is Wilco's most recent edition. The album is titled Wilco as well. It is uh, uh, the most recent in their albums that have been released as a band as Wilco. They've had the individual side projects, but this is just released on June 30th, so it's fairly new. It's self-titled, and there are uh, 11 songs in the album. 
It's a really great album. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about its overall kind of feel and then a little bit about the individual songs that I'm going to rate it. So in terms of its overall feel, I, uh, I think this album has a lot of what's good from the earlier Wilco albums, such as uh, A Ghost is Born and also Sky Blue Sky. I know a lot of people were not really happy with Sky Blue Sky. I was, but it has a lot of what's in there that's good that I think that you're going to enjoy the kind of sweeping melodic sounds and the more a little bit slower pace a little bit less rocky a little bit further away from their all country roots but it's a it's a good album all in all they uh really do get back into a lot of their more yankee hotel foxtrot days which is i think a good thing because that album is really what kind of pulled me into listening to them quite a bit um and it it really does also visit the kind of sounds of a ghost is born and sky blue sky so um in terms of the songs uh the songs on the album. The first song I think really kind of opens it up on the right note. It the song is called um, it's called Wilco, oddly enough. So the band is Wilco, the album's Wilco, and the song is Wilco. And there's a there's a quote from the first song that I just want to share because it kind of sets the mood for the whole album and is this is an aural arms open wide, a sonic shoulder to cry on. And that's how this album seemed to me. I think that uh, in terms of the first song Wilco, it's just kind of your perfect first song. It's got kind of this halting catchiness it really feels like the classic early wilco that if you've listened to them you're really in love with uh the guitar is just insane it's just really you know solidly dissonant and a lot of distortion but kind of like really melodic at the same time that's the thing i noticed about this album more than any other of the wilco's is that the, the melodies and the guitar solos were just completely free and just genius in my opinion as you move further, move further down the album, you kind of have a bit more of moving into the poetry that uh, Jeff Tweedy is really known for in his albums of just writing really solid, beautiful, what I would consider without music to be poetry, and then just setting it to amazing music. You move further down, he kind of gets more into the sort of stretching outside of their borders of what they've done before, and he has one song on there called You Never Know, which it's uh, it feels kind of like almost like a 60s kind of rock song. It has a lot of the like kind of some oohs and ahs and that sort of thing and background vocals. And it's also kind of a catchy uh, generational song too. So I think uh, if you uh, if you want to find the song to kind of get you eased into Wilco's style, that might be the one for you. Track six called You Never Know. Um, if you're already familiar with Wilco, just start at the beginning and just roll through it. The album ends with a song called Everlasting Everything, which is, in my opinion, kind of their version of Flaming Lips song. Uh, the Setting Sun, I think is what it's called. It's kind of about uh, the world and life. So it's a little bit pensive. One of the songs that I really liked on this album, it features uh, Feist as a, a singer on it. And that song's called You and I. It's just kind of a sweet, strummy, alt-country song. I think it's it's good for anyone, even if you're not really into the alt-country scene. It's uh, it's kind of a good love song. So um, in terms of my feelings about it, there you go. What I would rate it, I would just give it a solid five. And that might just be my bias for Wilco because I've been a fan of them for a long time. Uh, I just, I honestly, after having listened to this album a good, uh, a good many times and one time fully through just focusing on the music, one time with the liner notes, just meditating on the, like just the feel and how much effort they put into it. This is a really masterful piece of work. I would recommend it to anyone. So I would say five out of five on that one. Uh, I can't really see a downside to it unless you were not a fan of Sky Blue Sky. They do use some of what they use in that album to be more melodic and a bit slower. So if you weren't a fan of that album, you might think of uh, think of it a little bit less. But if I had to say five out of five, and uh, until next week when I review another form of geek media or something I find interesting, this is Jay's Weekly Review. All right. Thank you for that. Let's jump right into our next 
topic of conversation, which is StarCraft II, a <laughs> video game by a little development studio called Blizzard Entertainment, which we're all familiar with. The first question that we have on here, on her, is just to you guys, because I don't play real-time strategy games because I'm bad at them. Yes, you are, but oh. not bad enough, <laughs> in my opinion. You're not that being, bad. I hate being an easy kill. I just... Uh, I was pretty. I was pretty decent at the Lord of the Rings. Maybe I, I was just, just about to say. Me. I think you peaked at Lord of the Rings. Uh, maybe I just have to like it a lot. Like the heroes in Lord of the Rings were so much fun. Oh yep. man. Anyway, StarCraft Two. That's what we're talking about. Are you guys excited about it? And if so, why are you excited about it? I'll I'll <laughs> say yes. I'm excited Earth. about it because a it's Blizzard, and b it's effing StarCraft. So yes, but. Uh, at the same time, it's kind of reached that point in my consciousness where my hype over it has peaked, and I'm just not going to pay attention anymore until it's out, because I just want to play it, and I don't really want to know anything more about it. Yeah. It's kind of frustrating, um, and we'll get into this one day, I think, with uh, Diablo 3, that uh, what they released information like years ago, and it was like, I, I think I think what was worse is that like two years ago at BlizzCon, we played StarCraft 2. Yeah, and totally. We we I got like, zerged two it, years ago. <laughs> it feels like we're no closer to the release now, even though they're like I guess the end of this year. Hopefully, I don't know. Allegedly, allegedly, and they're like, oh, maybe we'll start the beta. But we played it two years ago. We played it a year ago, and um, maybe it will come out this year. It's just kind of I don't know. Maybe going to BlizzCon kind of ruined the uh, the hype machine for me because I hate hype and. And and I think it's I self hyped it having played it and and whatnot. But um, I don't know. I love I love RTSs. Um, yeah, a lot. Well, what we played at BlizzCon really felt like a finished product, didn't it? Yeah, but you have to consider the 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 only thing the two things that I consider are a that um, the single player campaign was nowhere near done because right. I mean they have voice acting, they have all the machinima. To build all of the the cinematics probably weren't done, and I'm sure those take forever. Um, and then also, um, the, we only played human and Zerg two, or was a human and Protoss two years ago? And last year, we had Zerg as well. Um, Protoss. Protoss. I don't know. Yep. Well, the first year we were only allowed to play two. Last year we were allowed to play three, I think. Pax and so last were, year I played. You were able to play all three. All three last year, yeah. So, um, I don't know. They, they've been working on it real hard, I'm sure. But uh, I, I, I'm really excited to play it. But um, I think that I the only thing that has made me less excited, really, is the fact that I've, I've found two other RTS loves in um, Company of Heroes and uh, Dawn of War in that They've kind of filled the void that StarCraft and uh, Warcraft left for what? How long has it been? Like five years since Warcraft three, six years? I'm not sure. No, I'm in the same place as you are. I mean, StarCraft was. I mean, there was never anything like that, and it's just kind of a testament that people still talk about it as a completely, totally viable game at this point. When it's been how many years since StarCraft Brood Wars came? Ten. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's when The Matrix came out. Can you, like, <laughs> so long ago, and people still talk about it as if it's a, a playable game. And I mean, it's almost playable if you get into it. I 
reloaded it once, and I was kind of like, Ugh, I forgot how bad these graphics were compared to yeah. They're fine, you know. But, um, but you know, your memories are always better than what it actually pans out to be. And um, I'm in this. I'm kind of in the same place you are. I played it at PAX last year, which is the Penny Arcade Expo uh, up here in Seattle, and it was it was pretty fun. I got completely owned by the computer, though, so I was a little bit off put by that. I mean, I was destroyed, demolished. Like, I walked away five minutes after stepping up to the keyboard, so that was a little bit off-putting, but at the same time, I saw that obviously that meant that I had a ton to learn, which to me is always really intriguing about a game. Even if it's tough, that means I have a ton to learn. So, you know, and it's Blizzard, so what the hell? I mean, you can't really go wrong. I've never been let down by Blizzard so far, except when they nerfed my class and yada yada. I I think we know that it's no matter what, it's not going to be a bad game. Even yeah. if it's not, you know, to my taste, I, I definitely recognize the StarCraft um, franchise is, is stellar. So that should be really cool. It's, it's good to see them finally getting back to that. And we know that they have been working on it for a while. And I believe when we went to BlizzCon two years ago, didn't they talk about the fact that they had done a lot of development work on it and then completely scrapped it? Well, um, the lead... The lead programmer was talking about how they scrapped the engine um, twice, which is there's a lot of different uh, parts to a game and the actual engine of the game. It's kind of important, um, depending on how they put it together, it could have meant like a major setback or it could have just been a minor one. So it's really hard to tell. But I did read recently that um, one of the biggest reasons for uh, it taking so long is that a lot of the programmers... Uh, went to go finish up World of Warcraft and the two expansions that have come out. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, I guess. Ultimately. Yeah, I mean, that that is kind of their moneymaker, so it makes sense that they're throwing throwing more of their resource, you know, resource hours, or essentially more of their dollars at World of Warcraft. I, I guess I can't blame that business decision, but I'm sure a lot of uh, StarCraft players are a little disappointed in that. Yeah, a lot of mad Koreans out there, I'm sure. I don't sure. know if you guys I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was an ad on Craigslist, I think it was in San Francisco, for a guy who was posting himself up. He was listing himself as a full blooded Korean offering StarCraft two lessons. Wow. Wow. Isn't that awesome? You know, that's almost like worth inquiring to if you really wanted to play it. Like I would consider that to be totally legit. Well, did you hear that there uh some college back east added a StarCraft likes like class that you could actually get credit for. Uh, All right. Well, next week we are going to try to get the full blooded. No, <laughs> we're going to try to interview the full blooded Korean, and, and we'll see if we can track him down. Maybe not. <laughs> no, no, definitely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna see if I can find him. I want to talk to him about Starcraft. I'm gonna enroll in that class to do over the internet. Are you... <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. All right. See well, that's cool. <laughs> no joke. You see perfectly. Wow. I'm not surprised. Yep. So what else, uh, Rev? You you were talking about this. We talked about it a little bit before the show, and we were going to disagree on a key point. Oh, no land play for StarCraft Two, which means totally stupid. Yeah, if uh, if I have the game on my computer, and I'm over at Jay's house, and he has the game on his computer, um, normally with with all the other RTS games, we can just play on his own central network. We don't have to go out to a server in L.A. or Seattle or anything like that and come back just for our two computers to talk to each other. 
But in StarCraft 2, they're saying that they're not going to allow land play, which um, basically means that they will have some kind of centralized server, just like World of Warcraft, to authenticate and manage all of the uh, connections um, with each game. Jay, what do you think about that? Um, I I just think it's stupid. I mean, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they don't want people ripping off their crap or hosting their own servers, and that's fine. Like, I understand that they want to do that. But, like, no LAN play. Like, what is that? Like, every game developer in the world is trying to find more means where more ways where people can enjoy their content and their product and there's they're just backtracking on that i don't know anytime i see a step backward no matter the cause and the cause for stepping backwards in video games is always piracy right like that's always the, yep. the thing they're crusading against uh, but what it really means is that they're they're creating a disadvantage for everyone including the people who pay for the game and it's blizzard so people are going to pay for their game um, in order to reduce piracy, I think it's ridiculous. So. Well, I, I want to jump in there and say that jump you know, in. not I have never pirated a game myself, as I know you know you guys have not either. Oh, never. But I've heard I've heard from people that I run into on the streets yeah. that it's a giant pain. And if you have if you have people who are running the official you know purchased version and the pirated version. They can't necessarily always play together. And if you have people who are running one version that's pirated and then someone else is running on a different revision, a different version level that's also pirated, they can't play together. And if you have people using, if you have people using different cracks, they can't always play together. So it's not as if the people who want to play this game, we're already going to have a really easy time going out and stealing it. Now it's more difficult for them to go out and steal it. Maybe they have to, get a cracked version of the game and then set up one of their computers to pretend to be the, the battle net servers. But if they were already going to that much trouble to play this game, because nobody's buying it to play it single player period. So if they were already Mm. going to that much trouble to play Starcraft two, like they're still going to do it. So no, I don't know if I agree with your previous statement. The only reason is because it seems as if Bliss has put a ton of effort into making sure this game has a really solid single player. Like Warcraft three did. Well, yeah, they're releasing the single-player uh, game in three separate games. I mean, it's going to be... I think Terran is first, cons- confirmed as first, right? Yeah. So, like, if yep. they are, if they, if it's going to be big enough that they felt they had to split it into three separate games, and that's if you believe they're not doing it just for the money, which is obviously a factor, but I don't think that's the only reason, then I think a lot of people would download just for the single-player game. I know it's a big factor for me, because I know if I try and go play on Battle.net with people I don't know, I'm going to get my ass handed to me. The only reason I want to play multiplayer is with people who are of similar level of competence and dedication as I am, i.e. you guys. <laughs> i.e. not very much. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a really good run of, uh, and, and I foresee in the future, a really good run of RTS yeah. like once or twice a week uh, with uh-huh. the three, four of us. So, well, Maybe I'll have to, you know what, this could be the game. This could be it. Is it. This could be it. I'll have to study it. I mean, are there elves in it? Uh, yeah, no. yeah. They're they. Uh, their nickname is called the Protoss. Can oh, yeah. I can I level up Legolas? Yes. Yes. He is. Okay, then I'm in. Zealots. Let's let's do it. Let's get our SC two on. <laughs> you told me I can play we'll, Legolas. <laughs> yeah. You know what follows naturally from StarCraft two is uh, Diablo three. Mm. And since we're in that genre already. I would like to talk about it, but I, I really just want to talk about it to complain about it because I'm kind of annoyed, and I know that 
I know that Rev, you're a little bit annoyed by this too. Uh, are they actually making a game called Diablo Three, or did they just come up with three character classes and create some videos for those? Well, character classes? I did play. I played through the entire first dungeon uh, at Con last year. So uh-huh. they they've done a dungeon, <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> if nothing else. It was uh, it was definitely excellent. Um, yeah, I I think that. Uh, we all all have been aware that Blizzard just takes forever to make games, which is why their games are so great. Um, and so it's hard to fault them on taking right. more time. But um, it's kind of frustrating at the same time. I think they just get overly excited about letting people know, or they get tired of people asking, so they let yeah. people know. <laughs> but then they're like, but we'll let you know... But it's not going to happen for like three, four years. So, <laughs> did you really want to know? There. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that gets me is Diablo, and Diablo was my first big, you know, multiplayer online game. But I really loved the single player campaign too. And the thing about Diablo that that I think reels everybody in is always the characters that you get to play. It's the the cool wizard. It's the warrior. It's the hunter. Whatever it is, like getting to play. Getting to, Amazon. <laughs> getting to play no, a um, fun... What? Amazon. No, that that's Diablo 2 in Diablo 1. Diablo 1 is stupid, so... Oh, you're <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Diablo 1 is amazing. I don't even know... What, how could you even say that? Just like this. Diablo 1 sucks. Okay. I, I hate everything about you. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Um, I would just be happy with knowing... Are there going to be more classes? Hopefully there will be. Uh, I think the classes that they have developed, that they have sort of put out there for us, the three that we've seen are really interesting. You know, yeah. the Barbarian, the Wizard, and the Witch Doctor. Looks looks like there's some really cool concepts here and a lot of fun gameplay. But what else? You know, I want to know more. I want to know more about abilities and talents. I want to know more about just everything because that's what I get excited about. So we yeah. got these three released and then nothing for like a year. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. Like Just leading up to this, talk that we were going to have, we were talking about how we wanted to be sure that we were up to date on everything about Diablo before we talked about it, and I was like, wait, they haven't released anything since The Wizard? Are you, are you serious? Like, they're, yeah. They haven't released <laughs> The Fourth One? Like, they released The Wizard just before April Fool's Day, right? Some, yeah. Like Maybe a month or two before April Fool's Day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I since then, they're like, oh, and also, this is one of the monsters in the game. Yeah, yeah, well, they released a bestiary with, like, four things in it. It's wonderful, except not. And I was really excited. I was like, bestiary, yeah. And then I went, and four yeah, bombs. not not actually cool. And one of them is undead. Nice way to be specific. <laughs> you mean we're going to fight the undead in Diablo? Shut up! No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Diablo 3, gosh, tell me more about it. I'd love to be interested in your game, but... Please give me more information. Um, we haven't seen anything substantial from Blizzard on that, and hopefully we will see something substantial from Blizzard in the near future. And maybe at BlizzCon we'll get to uh, see a little more of it. Maybe we'll get to play through a couple levels. I suspect they'll probably announce a release date. I should freaking hope so, because, oh, man. Maybe they'll like announce the release. gameplay videos, even now, I'm just like, good God, <laughs> can I please play this freaking game? Yeah, seriously. I don't think they'll ever release it. <laughs> you don't think so? It's a myth. Yeah. It's for employees only. Yeah. yeah. We'll all have to get jobs there to hired. Well, the last thing I want to talk about tonight uh, is World of Warcraft related. 
Sorry to our listeners. We'll do better next week. We'll have yeah, the we, Korean we'll talk guy about on. Yeah, all next week. We won't. We, we swear. Swearsies. Pinky swear. <laughs> um, I want to kind of get a feel from you guys. We've got 3.2, which is a major content patch coming out. And we know we have one more major content patch. Ice Crown. After that, which is going to be Ice Crown. And then after that, I think we're just going to be kind of in the countdown to next. next expansion. Yep. So are we going to hear about the next expansion at BlizzCon? Mm, good question. Yes. 50-50, in my opinion. 50. So Jay says yes, Rev says 50-50. Jay, why do you think yes? It keeps with their tradition of how often they've released information. It's time for them to talk at least about the title, if nothing else. Yeah, but there's also the big Korean uh, gaming expo. When is that? In the future. It's not. It's like later. October. Nope. Later in the year. Just in the future. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Nice and specific in the future. <laughs> well, it happens every year, so yes, it's in the future no matter what. Mm. So there's that. So, Rev, why do you think 50-50? I, I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, thinking back to uh, the last time they released information for uh, Wrath of the Lich King, I don't know. Which was two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. I guess. I don't know. There's They, they have so much on their plate, so the question whether or not they're going to release information about the next expansion. Because last time that they released information about Wrath, it was like the entire keynote, and uh, and then it was like all they talked about in all of the little like side things. So, True. looking at this uh, BlizzCon, um, they have to they have StarCraft too, and they possibly have a, a Diablo three announcement and an expansion for WoW. You know, I'm not. I just I don't know. Oversaturation. Yeah. So we'll see. Too too much good stuff. I don't Maybe. know if that's possible with Blizzard. Sorry. Well, but that is true. They might want to space it out a little bit. You know, if they've got three big things. I would think that the thing that they would push back, though, would be Diablo 3. Yeah, I would agree, because that's the farthest out. But the funny thing it's... is, you said it looked like, not finished, but like a game, right? It wasn't like a beta. Yeah, but we could play StarCraft 2 two years ago. And yeah, it felt I mean, like full. As full as StarCraft ever feels, which is... Good lord, you need to shut your <laughs> mouth, man. Blasphemy. Your, shut your blasphemous mouth. Shut my blasphemous Oh, and the other thing, faction changes in World of Warcraft coming soon. Which I just saw that today. I'm like, wow, I'm transferring my blood of priest over to Lion's Side. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, please. That, yeah, please do. Get it ready well, that's, something that, that's something that I've been talking about, or I have talked about in the past, and I think we all have talked about it probably in the past, and it, it only made sense. I think we all knew that they were going to do it. I'm a little disappointed in the fact that it looks like it's going to be you know, you change races to the other faction. I think it would be awesome, and I mean, stinking awesome to see a bunch of horde gnomes running around. Yeah, if they let you do a quest that, you know, a huge, long, very difficult, very costly quest chain in order to, you know, switch factions to prove right. your fealty towards the other side. That would be freaking rad. And the reason that they won't do that is because you cannot sell that. No. Uh, yes, you can't. They're you not can't that say, money mongers. No, you can't. No, you can't. No. Okay, let me rephrase that. They're going to charge for this service. Yeah. Right. Maybe not to make a profit. Maybe just to cover the overhead of developing the service. And that's fine. But you can't say it's $25 to change your faction, and that gives you access to this quest line. Have fun, 
and you can't change your faction until you do. That's true. But I don't. I, I don't agree with you. <laughs> but I don't think that they'll do the uh, the long quest lane just because that's what EverQuest Two did. Which was pretty one of the cool things about EverQuest Two. They shouldn't let you do it. It would be so awesome. Can you imagine the kind of shit you'd have to do in order to go from Alliance to Horde? Actually, that would probably be, I don't know, maybe not easy, but think about going from Horde to Alliance to get Alliance to take an Orc. Yeah, that's pretty Hello. impressive. You probably, as an Orc, you probably have to go through and cleanse yourself back to your Maghar state and get rid of your green skin or something like that. Wow. Yeah, that's You are a dirty. freaking geek. Yeah, to the max. <laughs> I'd love it, though. All right. All right, does anyone else have any topics that they'd like to discuss for this evening's podcast? Uh, no. <laughs> I think that's good. Well, that's all we got this week. Thank you for joining us. This has been episode four of Borked. We hope that you'll join us next week, and we promise not to talk about Blizzard at all, and we promise not to break too many promises to you, and I am going to try to get in touch with that Korean guy and see if we can interview him. <laughs> it's been a blast recording this podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Until next week, stay nerdy. Said something stupid. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're the worst. I am pretty bad. We're like two sides of the Mississippi on that one. Oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever. Stupid. I'm telling you that so that because I don't want because I'll make you feel like an idiot. Start talking like that when we are old. My urination is different than it used to be. Oh, yes, I know what you're talking about. Remember when it used to come out in one stream? <laughs> <laughs>